Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Pump day. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Broadcasting live from the Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today as usual. Gordon, what's going on? How you doing? Doing good? I'm doing well, you know, because being right feels good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does feel good. I mean, I you you probably don't know it as often as I do, but uh, it sure feels good. Well, yeah, one of us uh, picked Milwaukee before the series, and one of us didn't. <laughs> you did not. Pick I Milwaukee. did too. You did not. Absolutely did. One hundred percent. All right, so you were right first. One hundred percent. But no incriminating audio for me, and that's the main thing. Yeah, no, you you escaped the incriminating audio last night. Milwaukee wins. Uh, pretty happy about it. I am too. Chris Paul loses. Pretty stoked about that. I don't care so much about that because I'm not a vindictive person. But uh, I I do I did appreciate seeing Giannis, who seems like a pretty good dude all the way around. I don't know, but the things he says are things that uh, jazz fans I think could uh, grab a hold of. Yeah, he's, he seems like a pretty thoughtful guy. Uh, we've talked about it uh, a lot lately. Uh, pretty easy to cheer for. And we'll we'll talk about last night's game coming up. Uh, you got to love it when college football news breaks right before the show. That's yes. always pretty exciting. So we'll talk conference expansion. It's back in the news. Back. It's back. It makes me harken back to the days, Gordon, when you and I first hosted a show together way back when. when uh, uh, what, was the, what was the dude's name from? Uh, oh, yeah. Bill Hancock? Some, no, no, no. The oh. dude's name from Orange, something, orangebloods.com. Oh, yeah. Chip Brown. That's right. Remember that? I do. All the Texas to the Pac-12. Texas not to the Pac-12. And now it's uh, it's uh, Texas somewhere else. Yeah, strange how this revolves around uh, Texas always, uh, <laughs> I suppose. Well, but, they're the uh, big prize. I mean, Oklahoma's not bad, but Texas is, despite the fact that the Longhorns haven't exactly been uh, tearing it up as far as the upper reaches of college football of late, but valuable program. Everybody wants them. So that's nice. So we've got a lot going on today uh, on the show. Big college football news, and uh, we'll talk certainly about the finals. David Locke will be on the show, the top 3 o'clock hour. We're going to have highlights from Mountain West Conference Media Day. Scotty's been down there in Vegas getting ready for the football season. Chris Mannix will be on with us. At uh, 4.30. So it should be a a pretty eventful day on on the big show. Really good. 
Those uh, are guests that everybody wants to hear from. So Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Gordon, can I just give a quick shout-out to the good folks down at the Grove Market? I had one of their sandwiches uh, today. And I don't know if you've had a Grove Market sandwich before. Not sure but that I it's, have. It's an experience. I mean, there there are few, if any, better sandwiches out there. It's it's pretty amazing. Even I, I What kinds you get? got the half sandwich with some uh, ham, turkey, and bacon and a little avocado. Oh. But, uh, but let me tell you. Uh, excellent sandwich, but it, it, here's why I want to mention them: uh, just because they uh, they listen to the station all day long. Do they really? Yeah, at the Grove Market, they've got the station going. And uh, shout out to Matt down there; he used to be my kickball teammate. No well, that's deal. probably why they make such good sandwiches because, you know, you drag them down and I pick you back up and make them feel good. And you know, when you feel good, you work good. I mean, you work good, you make good sandwiches. Well, I I did. T- you know, it's funny. You you get people in uh, that say that we're mean to you. Uh, that that's what people did they say, say to I was you mean in, to you. In in your no no no, it's different. It's uh, I always get. Did they say why are you always mean to uh, Gordon? I always get. How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you do it? See, you, you, it's funny that you get that because I get one. You're, 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 you know, these guys are mean to you. And I, two, uh, how come you're always right? I mean, I get that a lot. See, this is how I know that you are not being no, sincere. This is true. This I is, swear. See, I'm actually being sincere I, no, no, here. No, no, I swear you are to you. making stuff up. Just the other day, someone said, tell Dad. Jake, tell Jake he's just, he's just wrong. <laughs> and this happened. came from a man who is very well plugged into the sports world. Okay. It, <laughs> if I told you who it was, you would you would uh, be that call, He called me wrong about about what in particular? He said Just that, in he general? Sa- he said that oftentimes you're wrong and he didn't know how how, you know, he, he said tell tell Jake he's wrong. That's the That's exact it. message. Just just yeah. wrong in general. <laughs> Don't you love it when people say for the first time I I agreed with you. See that never and, and happens. And you're sitting there going, me. "Yeah, when when uh, when when I was uh, espousing world peace, uh, you didn't agree with me then, right? When I was talking about helping the poor, you didn't agree with me then either, did you? But uh, you agree with me that uh, the Utes have a quarterback that's going to work this time. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, shout out to those good folks. They, you know, they, I, I see it, it, he did. You know, they did kind of say that, but they also did say how much they enjoy the show and 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 love and respect you, Gordon. So maybe this shout is out what's to going the good on. Folks down maybe the they're Mark. saying the nice things to the one who is in front of them. <laughs> who is who they're talking and, to. And at the, the guy moment. who isn't here <laughs> is the one that gets ripped on. Well, that, I'll, that I'll could tell you be what. It. You go down there and grab a sandwich, Gordon. Trust me, you'll you'll appreciate the sandwich alone. It'll be worth worth the effort for you there. <laughs> Uh, but uh, and see how that goes. <laughs> this brings up a story that Austin's oh, going to. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to though. I was at a restaurant with a group of like twelve of my friends, and a guy, a young, a young, uh, he's probably maybe eighteen, walks up, and he said, "You're Gordon Monson," and all my friends turned and looked at him, and I was sitting there going, "Yeah, I am," and they all thought he was going to say. Oh, man, it's great to meet you. And instead, he said, my dad told me that he doesn't agree with a single thing you say. Anyway, so it does go the other way sometimes. It reminds you know, that reminds me of an anecdote when uh, I was at a concert with some friends and uh, and uh, uh, one of them was PK. 
and uh, PK got recognized from somebody oh, that came, came, up to, our came up this to misrepresentation to PK of what and, happened, and, and just talked to him about how much he liked oh, the show and, and everything. And then my other my other yawn, friend, yawn, my yawn. other friend Gordon, uh, boring, looks, boring, looks over boring. at Bowler and is like, can you believe this person recognized PK when Bowler and I are standing that's not, right that's not here? What I said. When Bowler and I are, are merely you feet know, away, Jake, all you how do, could somebody all you, all recognize you do when PK? You say this is your you erode your own credibility because that that's, is not what happened. It's not even happened. close to what happened. Can you believe that Bowler and I are standing right here on, and somebody on more, recognizes on more, PK? On a more positive note. <laughs> I'm on a sandwich-making streak. Oh, are you now? Yeah. Twice in a row now, I have made sandwiches that taste better <laughs> or just as good as when somebody else makes them oh, for me. Oh, man. I'm so proud of you. I, I, we should I get was, you a medal. Well, I told you it never works out as well. But the last two times, I, I congratulated myself. I mean, I said, wow. And one of them was today. Out loud? That was good. Okay. I knew where the bread was yeah, and everything, and the mayo, and I got the I got the chicken salad out of the fridge. Oh, that's it was really good. And yeah, then I added pre, in some from some grapes. But pre, oh, it was pre-made it. chicken salad. That's, yeah, it was. That's not making yourself. Yeah, well, well, I mean, come on. <laughs> so you literally did get the bread out. <laughs> And Bowler and I are standing there looking at each other like and PK is just beaming. Basically, your point of this story was how could somebody possibly recognize PK oh, and not, not recognize you and Bowler? Oh, that's not true, that's man. Bowler and I are standing right there in See, shock. I said we were looking at each other. And that's, thinking. That's your story. It's not mine. Uh, it's not. <laughs> why wouldn't I it's think why that? Why are you talking to this guy when the great Gordon Monson is standing <laughs> See, right here? I'm Gordon Monson. That's your story, not it mine. It was your story. It was story. your story. It's what you said. No. No, that's not it what I said. what you said. No, Do we need to play it again? No, I just heard it. It's Please what don't. you said. Jeez. Buller and I looked at each other like. You know, the key was adding the grapes in because the grapes <laughs> no, were really sweet and juicy. And you put it on there and it just made it. You made it, it sound made like it. you actually made a sandwich. You just got the chicken salad out of the fridge well, and put it on some bread. That's it was not really making, good chicken that's salad. That's not like it was really something good. that you did. Yeah, somebody else made really good chicken salad. Well, I mean, why, do you raise the turkey when you make a turkey sandwich? <laughs> I mean, come on. Everybody gets the ingredients from somewhere. And on, and on top of that, what happened was... The first sandwich I made, I mean, okay, I got out the turkey. I got out two different kinds of cheese slices. I, I added in some uh, some mayo and some mustard. Let's fast and, forward and, and this put in bit. And put in some, uh, some of those sweet peppers. Oh, and then I added some pickles and some lettuce, and, oh, and the bread was so good, and it all came together. It was symphony. Never heard of such an invention. Well, I mean, uh, look, I mean, it's a sandwich. Yeah, but here's the salad thing, guys. out of the fridge. No, no, you start with the rudiments. Okay, let's talk you know, about you the game. Start with the rudiments you know and you build from there. We just got done mentioning how much there was to talk about today. Let's, I love let's that you congratulated that. yourself, though. Uh, the, well, I usually on, see no on, really, on putting chicken salad onto some bread. See, by the is, way, this is where you guys go so far wrong. You go so far afield. You Good job. Self. No, what I what I what I'm saying here is that I usually do a crappy job. 
and you immediately glom on to, oh, you're congratulating yourself. No, you said you congratulated yourself. I know, because yourself. I usually screw it up. You said, I mean, you is said, that not wow. self-deprecation? That's, that's more self-deprecation than it is self-congratulatory. But you didn't make anything. There was nothing to congratulate yourself about. You got all the chicken salad out of the fridge. All I know No one's it. more humble than me, Jake. <laughs> We didn't make that part you know, up. You said I'm that. I'm telling you right now. You if said Austin that. If Austin ever writes a book, it, the war is started because a I'm going to come back with a book that's going to, you know, correct all the wrongs. Because his perception of what I say is warped. Who's me? Yours. I just repeated you. I'm... You're like Hans did, Olsen. Did, did you not you hear took what... my quote did, out of did, context. Did you, did that you was not, your exact did quote. Did you not hear what I just said? I usually, it's self-deprecation, and one time I finally get it, or twice, I finally get it right, and all you look at is that I'm boasting. But you didn't get About it right. About being self-deprecating. There was nothing to get right. You put the chicken salad on some bread. You didn't do anything. Oh, you, have to, you have the grapes. You didn't do the anything to get right. right. The grapes you made the grapes. it so Stop good. It. Stop it. Oh, I've never it. understood the grapes on a chicken yeah, salad. You need, but to, it, you need to congratulate man. who made the sandwich. You congratulated yourself on somebody else's work. You don't under. You're not putting that well, together. Yeah, yeah, the chicken salad was awfully good. It was the whole sandwich. <laughs> uh, and, if, uh, and then you said the turkey. Something about killing the turkey. What did you say? Oh, no, see, your Everybody right uses gets a gets a helping hand <laughs> when they make a sandwich. You know, like I said, you don't go in the backyard and wring the turkey's neck, bring them in, roast him up, and then <laughs> slice out the turkey. And then you don't, you know, you whip know up the I want, cheese. I want you to tell Lisa this, this whole thing, next time she makes a, a delicious dinner. I want you to say, did you? You had some did, help. I mean, she hardly did anything. Did you, did you no, slaughter this the turkey? No, this is what you what, to tell that to guys, Lisa. This is what you guys are saying. I'm giving her credit for taking the ingredients that she's got and making them, putting them together. No, you're you're the it. ones that are saying, oh, you didn't do anything. So essentially you're telling Lisa she didn't do anything, and it's her birthday. No, I and know. you just said, oh, when no. Lisa whips up a dinner, she doesn't do anything. All she does is take the ingredients that were already prepared. That's what you said. Now, that's not now, what I said. Now, that's what you said. Now, here's what you did. Now I'm getting angry. You, you congratulated yourself for something Lisa did. What did Lisa do? Made the chicken salad. She didn't make it. Oh. It, it was pre, pre-made oh. at the grocery <laughs> store. The grocery store chicken salad? <laughs> yes. She went and got you, it. Wait, you congratulated yourself on the grocery store chicken salad sandwich? It was good. <laughs> Have I told you guys how much hey, I hate you? By the today? way, I by the way, so you know what Gordon did say? It is Lisa's ever... birthday today, and happy birthday to the wonderful, wonderful Lisa Monson, who who deserves better. A, a good day. I repeat, yeah, I, she, hate she deserves, I hate you guys. She deserves I hate to you. have a good I day. I hate you. Lisa's hey, pet name for no, me is No, here, here I, I'm putting the positive on this. You didn't make Lisa make you a sandwich on your birthday, or on her birthday. Make her? Yeah, I don't you, make you Lisa do anything. You, you managed, She's a very strong-minded you said, woman. You said, dear, you you take the day off from <laughs> making me a sandwich. I got it. I got this one. I saw some chicken salad. In I make the my fridge. own. I make my own lunch every day. You jerk. <laughs> I was on DJ and PK this morning, and those guys were a whole lot more fun doing the show than you two. Oh man, I've been you. You so just... all you guys do is hurl barbs. At... See, you're mean to me. <laughs> you're mean to me. It's okay. My self-esteem can you take do, You so do it to yourself, and then you turn around and blame us. I, no, <laughs> you, you take what I say, you add your twist to it, and then that's what I said. 
And any of our listeners who've been listening to this conversation, if you're still there, we hope you are. You know, they know what's going on here. They can tell. Let's let's can we talk about the finals? I've been trying to do that for about five minutes. Oh, I mean now. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. All right. Uh, it's go, all my go ahead, Austin. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Booker downhill drive to the rim. Set out of there by Giannis. Two to shoot. Crowder a three. Air ball. Holiday out to the corner. Connaughton to Middleton. Deep to Giannis. Caught it. Slam it with the left hand. Chris Paul inbound, looking in for Booker, who takes a three, no good, Tucker with the rebound, the Suns are not going to foul, it's been a 50-year journey, Wisconsin, we've got a room at the top of the world tonight, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions, let the celebration begin. Coming back, I was like... This is my city, you know, they, they trust me, they believe in me, they believe in us. Even when we were like, we were lost, the city still was like on our side. And, um, you know, obviously I, want, I wanted to get the job done, you know, uh, they, but that's my stubborn side. Like, it's easy to go somewhere and go and win a championship with somebody else. It's easy. I could go, I, I don't want to put anybody in the spot, but I could go to a super team. And, you know, just do my part and win a championship, still one. But this is the hard way to do it, and this is the way I chose to do it. And we did it. We did it, man. Man, all you superstars out there, listen to Giannis. 105 to 98, uh, the Bucks win and uh, win an NBA title for the first time in 50 years. And, by the way, we will talk about the, the breaking college football news coming up uh, in segment number two. But, um, Gordon, I, I, you I think felt— the, You think the room at the top of the world was scripted? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he wrote that a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but uh, Milwaukee wins. I, I feel good. I, I think they're a great story. I think Giannis is a great story. I think, uh, you know, he, you heard him allude to it right there, the fact that he elected to stay. And uh, even though it's a small market, a, a cold weather market yeah. or, you know, all, all these sorts of things, and uh, he's, he stayed and uh, delivered. And what a performance in the closeout game, Gordon. 50 points, 14 rebounds. Five block shots and was 17 of 19 from the line. All that commotion, and we can talk about what Chris Paul said after game five, but all that commotion about him at the line, and he goes out and closes, it out, closes out a series, 17 of 19 from the line. 25 years from now, when I'm, uh, I'm in the great beyond, and you two are still going strong here on uh, 1280 The Zone, you'll remember that game and that performance. That was something special to see. Like you said, 50, 50, 14, and 5. I mean, wow. That was something special. And I love what he said there after the game. Uh, I, I, I get so tired of people wanting to give up on their situation and go somewhere where they can team up with a bunch of all-stars. That, what Giannis said is perfect. And you talked about a trend that you hope developed out of this series, and that is two-way players – uh, I, I'm all for that, which Giannis is. Oh, big time. Yeah, and 100%. then And then uh, listen to what he said after that game. Look at your situation, where you are, and make it better. Make it better. Don't sit there and whine and cry about what your situation is. 
No. No. You're the star. Make your team what Giannis made his team. And he had some help. I get that. And they made – that was a great acquisition, getting uh, Holiday the way they did. But um, And they're a good team. Your your point yeah. is well taken. They're, Milwaukee is a good team. There are good players on that team. They're well-constructed. You know, I think they're well coached, although Coach Bud somehow is randomly controversial. But, uh, you know, they're a good team. Well, I hope uh, Donovan and Rudy has, has said similar things in the past. But I hope the Jazz stars see what he said and observe what he did and, uh, and, and follow his example because it was stirring. And it did mean more. Weren't you more impressed by what you saw at Giannis than if he had gone to Brooklyn? Yes, very much. I mean— 100%. And, and honestly, look at— Look at the the scene before the game even started outside of that stadium. Oh yeah, I mean it was it was amazing, and I imagine that's why it'd be here too. Oh, I I totally agree. It's it's pretty. I don't know. It it it's absolutely a feel good. The the good guys won. I, definitely rooting against. Phoenix. It sure seemed that way, and I usually don't. You, I've said this before, Jake, and you know that the moment a championship is clinched, that's my favorite moment on all of sports because you see a bunch of millionaires, bajillionaires who act like little kids, and they are so happy with their achievement, and they should feel that way. And the way they respond is is absolutely genuine. The trophy presentation and all that, not so much. But even last night, I stuck around for that just because I wanted to see what was going on in a place that hadn't seen a championship in five decades. Pretty cool. Great story. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And then and, winning it on their home floor, too, was special. And the way they did it, you know, we talked about the free throw situation. And uh, they they uh, they made nine more points from the free throw line than the Suns did, and then they killed them on the boards, Jake. They just killed them. That was pretty much true all series. Yeah, and they they earned it. So I thought the Suns were a terrific team, and I th- I thought they would win at, before the series started. But I'm telling you, I walk away from the Bucks from this situation just saluting the Bucks and saying, okay. Those guys were the better team. They were the more mature team. They were the more prepared team. They were the tougher-minded team. They were they were the more talented team. It was, and they 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 reaped what they sowed, and they sowed what they reaped, or something like that. I don't know. It's good. It's different. just good to hear you finally come around because I mean you were so in love with the Suns. Not in love. Just thought they just, were really good. You just loved them. It was weird. Thought they were good. Never seen a gorilla costume before on a person. It was weird. You know, it was strange. Do you get tired of distorting the truth? I mean, really, I mean, deep down in your soul, do you sit there and go, you know, I never saw a gorilla outfit. I never saw a gorilla costume here in the studio. You're just worried that I'm a window into your soul. That's that's what you're concerned about. You, that's you, why you play so you, much defense. You are I, not. You I are can not, read no, you no. so well. well no, I'll probably, so you can read me so well that you create this fabrication and stuff it straight into it's my soul. It's not a fabrication. It's just I'm just telling you. I said the Suns were good. I didn't say I loved them. In fact, I didn't love them. I Devin Booker is uh, has a lot to learn. And you've uh, been in love with him for a while. And Aiden needs to learn some lessons too. And Chris Paul will. Chris Paul. I'm going to call you Gordon Kardashian. You had such an affinity for Devin Booker. More distortion. Your guy went 8 of 22. You are so into distortion. <laughs> I cannot. 
I just, uh, yeah, college football coming up. Okay, I really want to make a, a joke on our transition to uh, our friend Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic, uh, but I'm not going to. Let, what let were me, you going to say? It, no, what, let, what me, let me put it this way. Is, is, hey, you know, sometimes you, you need to be honest with yourself, and uh, that comes to your uh, relationships. And that's where Andrew comes in. Uh, oh, Andrew, uh, that, that may be the that, that may be the worst transition <laughs> into Andrew. Be honest I've with ever yourself. Heard. Things could be better. You know, they, they could be. You should do a little. You know, come to terms with it. And uh, it's good to talk to our Andrew, friend Andrew. Andrew, the problem, see, the problem with Jake is he's the kind of guy who would go on denying that he needs your service, you know, <laughs> when he should go and get his problem solved. I, I don't think that's what I was saying at all. Uh, Andrew, first of all, how are you? It's good to have you on the show. I, I am doing good. How are you guys today? Hey, we're we're great. We've got NBA Finals to talk about, a lot of college football. So, uh, And you're along for the ride, and we like helping our listeners, so let's do that. Yes, uh, we are helping a lot of guys. I'd like to think helping them with the erectile dysfunction, the relationship, maybe even overall happiness. It seems to me, my opinion is, when things work in the bedroom, they kind of work in life a little outside of the bedroom. Things fall into place a little bit better. If you feel like this, I think a lot of guys are in that category. And at Wasatch Medical, with our acoustic wave therapy, we can open up regrow blood vessels, and treat the root cause problem of the ED. Now, finally, after 30 years of the pill, and guys take our treatments. They feel the difference in the bedroom. They take less or no pills, and it's a game changer. So if you're out there struggling, I would invite you to look at Wasatch Medical, what we're doing here, and helping a lot of guys out. And uh, tell us, uh, these treatments don't take long, right? I mean, you could be back to, uh, you could turn back the clock in a short amount of time. Yes. uh, So a treatment is 10 minutes. That's the first thing. You come in a few times over two to three weeks. Cambridge University took a bunch of guys with severe ED, and I think theirs was three weeks. They put them through three weeks of treatments. That was it. They said that every single man they tested received an increase in blood flow. That's pretty cool. It's a pretty short window. Uh, what would your relationship look like two to three weeks from now if ED were no longer an issue? 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. We know you guys take extra uh, care of the Zone listeners, too. We do. And this is leave your wallet at home. You can come in and just take the free. That is okay with us. Uh, call us today. You'll meet with our doctor. Uh, he'll do an assessment and an exam free. If you've wondered if you have a blood flow issue, he'll test that with a blood flow ultrasound. That's no charge, and you get the very popular gift that produces pretty powerful results in the bedroom, and new patients get free testosterone as well. So there is definitely a lot of value, all no charge. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. We'll have more next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined in studio now by Riley Jensen, football insider, former Aggie quarterback. I know how it works here, PK. You just go with whatever I say. You're kind of like the adversary. You don't really push against people. You just give them a nudge really, really far in the direction they're already going. So if I say you hate Utah State, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't stand those guys. (laughs) You're just like the adversary. Beelzebub in studio. DJ and Lucifer doesn't have the same ring. Sounds like a dangerous show, though. DJ and Lucifer? Yeah, doesn't have the same ring as DJ and PK. It actually Actually doesn't change the show. 
show at all. It feels exactly the same. I'm a devil. What can I tell you? (laughs) Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Band of the day today is uh, Daughtry. They bring their uh, the Dearly Beloved tour to the Complex on November 30th, 2021, uh, with special guest Seven Dust. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Brought to you by our friends at Live Nation Concerts. Did I say that right, Daughtry? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good name. Seven uh, I like Dust. Da- I, I like that name. I too. don't know Seven Dust. I like Daughtry's music. He was one of the original American Idol stars. Oh, He's okay. Chris, right? Chris Daughtry, yeah. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere. Out of, in literal, I mean, he was on American Idol when, before they were planting stars on that. But he uh, he's the guy that made me think it was okay to be bald with a beard. All right. Well, the Complex is a cool place to see a show, so jump on that. Good times. All right, Gordon, big college football news. Uh, the Houston Chronicle has a... Uh, uh, a story uh, that Texas and Oklahoma have both reached out to the SEC about potentially joining the league. Uh, This according to a uh, high-ranking college official with knowledge of the situation. An announcement could come within a couple of weeks concerning the potential addition of UT and OU to the league, the person said, which would give the SEC 16 schools and make it the first national super conference. Well, actually, the first super conference was uh, the old uh, whack. Okay. Well, anywho. Well, you're 16 teams, uh, at least. Gordon, your reaction? Um, I can tell you, I've been reading the responses on social media, and that's a bad place to go because all these SEC fans are saying how Texas would get ruined in the SEC. So much arrogance out of that conference. I say anybody who... Well, there's arrogance on Texas' side, too, for sure. But anybody who's going to run down the Longhorns and their program better watch out because I think that's a sleeping giant. And you and I were talking during the break, and you said that's been being talked about for a long time now, and you're right. But if they get the right people in the right places doing running that program the way it should be run, then SEC fans better shut up because that program can be very, very good. And obviously it's valuable because it has the, the capability of generating an awful lot of income. But, I mean, I'm not against it. I mean. My, see, it, it's funny. Your mind goes right to the football and, and the fans because it, my mind doesn't go there at where'd all. Where did it go? Well, it goes uh, – It is so the Big 12 is top-heavy when it comes to branding – Football specifically, mm-hmm. there are two valuable brands in the Big Twelve. Essentially, I realize you know there's some others that bring something to the table, but there's essentially two, 
and they're Texas and Oklahoma. I think you mean from a financial standpoint, from, a, from, from a branding, from a value, from a, something that uh, the the uh, television networks are going to pay to put on their network television. Yeah, you get the point. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people nationwide? I mean, how much does Kansas State move the needle? And Kansas State is one of the better football programs in the league. I mean, Kansas certainly isn't doing anything for anybody. Iowa State isn't. You know, TCU is this small private school, which, while good at football, isn't a big, powerful brand. Texas Tech is is what the third, if not fourth, football brand in that particular state. So, but how many powerful brands are there in college football? If you're going to have a whole exactly, them up to that and standard? the SEC now has an opportunity to concentrate a, a large portion of them in their league. And they don't have to worry about the dead weight with the rest of the Big 12 or having to take whatever. They get the two brands into their league. That's where the value is to the SEC. The value to to Texas and Oklahoma is can they get more of a return from the SEC than they can from the Big 12? I I personally think this is another leverage move, and they're doing the exact same thing they did with the Back 12 back in 2010. How much more do they want out of the Big 12? I don't know. They already own that conference. So what are they trying to do here? I don't know. But I don't know if they'd have the votes to get into the SEC in the first place. Maybe they would. Their Texas A&M's athletic director has already come out and said that's a big fat no from A&M. They want to be the only <laughs> SEC school in Texas. Yeah, so they want no part of the Longhorns. So that's already one vote that's going to get them. And they have to get 75% of the league, which would be what? If I'm the SEC, I want Texas. Are you kidding me? These are valuable, valuable programs. Now, I don't, the devil's in the details, I know that. And what does Texas want? I mean, like I said, there's arrogance on that side of the equation. Too. I Part of me hope, hopes it happens because I want to see the mad scramble with the fallout. Because do the Pac-12 and the Big Ten scramble to get to 16? Does the Big 12 scramble to replace Texas and Oklahoma, which I think would be the biggest long shot? I don't think that that would, I don't think that that's happening. I don't think that, that the Big 12 at that point could remain a P5 league. Really? Oh, I, I, I think they could. How? Well, they wouldn't be as good. But the, the Mountain West would be as good a league as the Big 12 at that point. Okay, so the leftovers, Oklahoma State. Although, does Oklahoma State have to go with Oklahoma? Isn't that in their legislation or something? Uh, apparently. Dennis Dodd just put that out there. But let, let's say they stay for a minute. Oklahoma State and Baylor, Texas Tech. Those are quality football programs. Are they? Yeah. Not really. Well, what, look what SEC, the SEC has. Vandy, Tennessee, right, 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 Missouri, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas. But the SEC also has Georgia and Alabama <laughs> and Florida and all these big time. There's no big time schools in that league. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, but it, it'd still be... Above the Mountain West. I don't think so. Because With then, TCU and Oklahoma State, if they were still there? Texas Tech? Eh. I'd probably pick Boise State over all three of those schools right now. Uh, from a value standpoint? Oh, I'm I mean, not sure on, about on that. the field, I would. Uh, I think you're undervaluing them a little more than I am. Mike Gundy's never done anything in Oklahoma State, and yet everybody thinks he's running this powerhouse program. But that is just not accurate. But uh, I I would guess that the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten would then make a move to sixteen. So maybe they grab whatever value is left out of the Big Twelve. Well, they're already fourteen, so right. So what two schools you know bring the most value? Maybe the Big Ten reaches out and grabs those. The Pac-12 would have to add four to go to sixteen. 
And would they go to the leftover Big 12 schools or would they go somewhere else? So you think this is a matter of or just would, keeping up with the Joneses? Or would the Pac-12 just stay at 12 and say, well, no, it's not written anywhere. Yeah. We have to go to 16. Yeah, and the, there's no school in the leftover Big 12 that's worth their cut of the pie. So if I'm if I'm one of the power conferences and the SEC goes to 16, I would want to go to 16 too, just to hold my territory. See, I don't I don't think I wouldn't get caught up in the numbers because I don't think the numbers matter as much. I, I think they do matter because because what's the shape of college football going to look like 10 years from now? And if it's divvied up into these super conferences, then I want to be a super conference and I don't want to be a a pint-sized See, I, but I think it's about resources. I, I think, you, you, particularly with the Pac-12, you don't want to dilute your resources any further. And and see, why the SEC would do it is because you could add two programs that would actually add to the bottom line, not subtract. I don't think there are the, those schools out there that truly add to the bottom line. I well, mean, that if, worked out well for the Big 12, didn't it, if this happens? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, they wanted to keep their, uh, their allocations minimal, and uh, now they're look, look, even the Pac-12 would have to be careful not to be but, picked apart. But exactly, see that's why the race the race for the rest would be so fascinating. Because does the Big 12 make a mad scramble to stay relevant and offer USC and UCLA? Yeah. But but why would USC and UCLA do that at this at this point? It, money. If but, the but, money, but but you're right. going to a league that can't that can't create any money. If because the Big Twelve without Texas and Oklahoma is no longer really valuable. Well, if they add USC and UCLA, but why would USC and UCLA do that? Because they could get the same advantage in the Big Twelve that that Texas and Oklahoma had. But the rest of the league is way less valuable. I understand that, but Texas was in a situation where it was it was already grubbing all the money. Right. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you could sway to big time schools. To do that, I really don't. Only, maybe, only I mean, if the dollar figures were right. Maybe I'm being naive at this point. Maybe if that happens, then then feel free to tell me I'm wrong. But I don't. I don't see them volunteering to prop up a, fa- a failing league. I think I unless think, that failing league reconfigured itself in a way that became attractive, and if the if the, the share of the pie was was greater than it is in the Pac-12, and obviously we know about the Pac-12 struggles in that regard. Listen, I I was a a Virginia Tech fan at the point where they were in the Big East, and I watched the Big East die a slow death. And that's been what's happening to the Big 12 for a while. And if these two schools leave, it's over for that league. I don't, uh, I don't see. I, I don't see them. I don't see them surviving. How it depends. How, how, it would depend who, on who else they could get. I don't think that they could attract anybody worth it. I really don't. They're not plucking Big Ten teams. No way. And I don't see. I don't see any Pac-12 teams going for that. Wasn't it just a few years ago when Rick Neuheisel was talking about? The, some of the Pac-12 schools heading over to the Big 12. I think that was a that see, was a rumor for a while. But that's all. That's see this because is because the Pac-12 is a mess right now. But this is all leverage stuff. Here's if if you're concerned about the Pac-12, here's what you should be rooting against: Texas and Oklahoma just twisting the Big 12 into doing something like adding UCLA, UCLA and USC, where Texas and Oklahoma aren't going anywhere, but they're forcing the rest of the conference to be proactive and adding some other big fish but i don't know that would be that would really be playing chess right what what it comes down to and i think i agree with you in this regard because i i think this is the bottom line of what you're saying 
if you can add programs that bring value and overall dollars to your league, grab a hold of those particular teams, yep. those programs. But that's been true throughout all of this. That's been true since – since. Uh, well, who who left first? Was it Colorado or Nebraska who left the Big 12 and kind of started everything last time? I think uh, Nebraska left first. Did they? But um, if that's been BYU's problem all the way along. BYU has a ton of value, enough value to be independent and, and do just fine. They just don't bring $30 million of value okay, okay. to make them a net positive for the I Big 12. I understand that. That's been their issue all the way that. along. But, and this is going to be a controversial take with some people. But as far as athletics go, when when Utah was invited into the Pac-12 and BYU was left behind, which of those two programs had more value at that time? BYU. And so why didn't they get invited? Ooh, that, now there's there's the question. But what I'm saying is that all that stuff could just crumble and go by the wayside if it comes down to finding the most valuable programs. I I don't know. Let's put that on pause. Let's let's explore that a little bit coming up next because I think that's I think that's interesting because there's some other schools that don't necessarily fit the Pac-12 mold. Would they consider them? So let's get into that coming up next because I, I think you hit onto something interesting. Want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. They love teachers. If you are a teacher who needs, needs LASIK, Davis Vision wants to give back. Schedule a free consultation appointment and inquire about uh, additional savings to their summer sale price. Call today, 801-253-3080. Or go to davisvisionmd.com. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Win, win, win. It's a win ticket Wednesday on The Zone Sports Network. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Win. Listen all day for the win ticket Wednesday sounder for your chance to win tickets. What? Who authorized that? To all the biggest concerts, games, and other great events here in the state of Utah. It's a win ticket Wednesday right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You, you got me. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We've got Locke coming up at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. Uh, the top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30. Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as they count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 16 60, presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon, only here on the Zone Sports Network. All right, Gordon, this topic that you broached in the last segment, there is no way that we're going to be able to crunch into this thing in the time we have allotted in this segment. Do you want to do a quick reset and we can introduce the convo sure. and get back to it? Yeah. In the 3 o'clock hour, because uh, we, we were going to talk to Andrew here in a moment. I don't want to be too late for for Locke. And frankly, there's no there's no way we can do this segment justice. But we did tease it. So so reset your question, and let's just dip our toe in, and we'll, we'll kind of get to it later. Well, obviously, we're talking about Texas and Oklahoma and the situation where they could move to uh, the SEC. And so then that raised the question about what is it the conferences are looking for. And I think we came down to the determination that they're looking for money. 
<laughs> Shocking. I know. But it doesn't come down to academics. It doesn't come down. Usually, it doesn't come down to academics. It doesn't come down to even geography. It doesn't come down to anything except for what can you do for us monetarily. The one exception to that might be BYU. Well, yeah. Uh, at and, least and, as far as the Pac-12 is concerned. And, and a quick uh, addendum to that. Geography doesn't matter as much anymore. Geography was a big factor back in the last round of, of expansion. Geography did matter. That matters less now than it did then. And when it comes down to, to BYU in a Power 5 league, specifically the Pac-12, politics is a big sticking yes. issue. It's not just financial. It is also now political. And I think it's it's specifically targeted at BYU and maybe a school like Baylor. Yeah, know? do TCU and Baylor, if they, if they were available, would the Pac-12 go for them? The Pac-12 would go for Notre Dame in a heartbeat. All you know sudden, it. All of a sudden that, that standard gets put by the wayside? Yeah, but those weirdos in Provo, you know. I asked you the question, and I said that sarcastically in case anybody missed that. But when I, well, the question I posed to you was before Utah went to the, was invited to the Pac-12, the Pac, to become part of the Pac-12, which overall athletics program was more valuable, BYU or Utah? Well, the answer is BYU. So why, if it comes down to money, why didn't BYU get invited? The answer is what you just said previously. Well, also, geography was involved back then a little bit. They wanted the television market so they could still get the TV market by adding Utah, and they didn't have the headache of the politics. So I think, I think well, there are those who would argue this point, but they're wrong. It didn't come down to academics. It didn't come down to these other things. It didn't come down to who was better on the field in no, this particular case. It did not. It came down to BYU being too hot for the Pac-12 to take. Even then, even back in 2010. All right, uh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll crunch more into that in the 3 o'clock hour because that's, that's tough to get to in just uh, in one segment. We've and got a lot may, coming up next. And it may be changing from a standpoint of around the nation. If, if, if certain teams go to Super Leagues— uh, then, then maybe everybody will jump in the pool. And if it comes down to that, then maybe, maybe some uh, previous attitudes will be bent around a little bit. Out to the zone phone we go. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our good friend Andrew. Andrew, you're here today. We're helping out our listeners uh, who may need a little help uh, with their love lives. Yes, that is what we do at Wasatch Medical, helping so many guys and couples. Let's not forget that it's not just the man. Uh, it's a significant other with ED, with erectile dysfunction, and we, uh, with this technology, have helped a lot of guys open up the blood vessels and improve circulation. That is essentially what our technology does, is it treats the root cause problem of ED. Uh, I'm yet to meet a man that enjoys the pill process, enjoys the side effects, the headaches, the injections, heaven forbid. This is normal and natural spontaneity, and I think when things function properly, they kind of tend to uh, do pretty well outside of the bedroom. Life seems to fall into place a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine. And, and you know what? There are two people in relationships too, right? It's somebody else who's impacted by it all. Absolutely. What's interesting is when you come into our clinic, there's a lot of men there, of course, but there's a lot of spouses there. That is cool. They're generally cheering their man on. They want to get the ED fixed. They're excited about the results. We love to see that. 
and improve the overall happiness uh, with couples. 801-901-8000, that is the number to call. Get on the schedule, come in and see the doc for free, and uh, usually do a little something extra as well. Yes, we really believe in delivering a lot of value. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, if you crave more intimacy, uh, you can leave your wallet at home and just come in and take a lot of the free. That is okay. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with our MD, uh, no charge, and the very popular gift that produces pretty powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. Uh, give us a call. It's all no charge. 801-901-8000. Call them today. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Lock jumps on with us next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. David Log, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. I find Giannis pretty lovable right now. I, I think I'm finding myself really hoping he gets this. And I think Jazz fans probably should too. He stayed, you know, he showed loyalty to the smaller market. Like, that was the whole offseason a year ago was where was Giannis going to go? Miami, Dallas, Lakers, everybody had positioned themselves to, to go make that move to be able to go get him, and he said no. So for him to win a title is a fabulous moment for, I think, all franchises. It sends a nice message to the players. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.